0: Welcome to the Daily Cheap Shot podcast. My name is Josh Caudle, and we're bringing you unfiltered sports talk with all the sports and none of the politics. You came for politics; you can find that over at the Four Letter Network. We here at the Daily Cheap Shot are creating a sports community that brings us back to our roots for what we love about sports: we love competition, we love debate, we love argument. If you're into that, you can connect with us at our website, dailycheapshot.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Now, if you're ready, we're going to enter the no-filter zone. In three, two, one. First off, we're going to bring you the college football blitz. Big news for this week: the Big Ten football season will be underway. Finally, it only took to the middle of October or end of October, but it's here and it opens up Friday night with number 14, Wisconsin hosting Illinois to kick off Big Ten play. This weekend To be a pretty interesting matchup with Justin Fields, the presumptive number two quarterback in America behind Trevor Lawrence, leading number five, Ohio State to take on Scott Frost and his Nebraska Cornhuskers. Also gonna have Michigan Now I don't mean to hate on anybody But is this a year that Jim Harbaugh finds a quarterback And actually Competes with Ohio State In the Big Ten I've been waiting And right now it looks like he's on the same level As number 21 Minnesota Hmm A lot of money spent by Michigan I'm not seeing the results Maybe it's just me. But when's enough enough for Jim Harbaugh? Although, we'll say, if he he ever gets canned from Michigan, how big is that line going to be to bring him back to the NFL? I don't get it. But you know it'll be there. As for the ACC game of the week, an interstate matchup between North Carolina coming off an embarrassing loss to Florida State and the NC State Wolfpack. Number 14, Carolina. NC State comes in at number 23. I'm not sold at the Wolfpack being at number 23. I do believe they're going to be playing with a backup quarterback. That's not going to help their case. Number 14, Carolina is going to be angry, I would say, at the least. The very least. Coming into this one, in this rivalry game, I think it's going to lean on the side of the Tar Heels, and I do not believe it will be close. I look for a big offensive explosion, from the North Carolina Tar Heels. Now, as for our national game of the week in college football, it's going to be a Big 12 affair. Number 17, Iowa State, taking on number six, Oklahoma State. Iowa State suffered kind of an embarrassing loss to open the year against Louisiana, but they've got three straight good wins, and they look to be the team that people thought they were coming into the season. Oklahoma State... I hate to say this, but their schedule has been as soft as tissue paper, but they are three and and0 So I guess it's, it worked. Uh, the running backs, two of the best in the country. Uh, Iowa state's got Brees hall and o- Oklahoma state's got Chubba Hubbard. Uh, both are averaging over hundred yards per game, over five yards per carry. Hall is actually averaging close to six yards per carry. So it should be a great running back matchup. Uh, My big question mark really is the Oklahoma State defense. They're only giving up about nine points per game. And that looks, on the surface, that looks really, really good. But they haven't played anybody. So I think that's a little bit of fool's gold. And I think Iowa State is going to expose them in this one early and often. So I'd look for Iowa State to jump out early. Like I said, they've been playing a tougher competition. They're prepared. They're ready. They're going to get on the Cowboys early. And it's going to be a high-scoring game. And I look for the Iowa State to pull the upset. And they're going to get back to the top 10. And they're going to be a team that's going to be in the playoff hunt, I believe, the rate they're going. I think they're going to win the Big 12. So it's going to be a really fascinating, way, fascinating scene to watch this play out over the coming weeks. Now, moving on to big boy football, the NFL. We have ourselves a heavyweight matchup this week. In my opinion. Now some, some might disagree. Some aren't as high on Arizona as I am. But Seattle takes on Arizona in what I think is one of the best quarterback matchups we're going to see all season long. You've got Russell Wilson, an undersized quarterback, going against another undersized quarterback, and Kyler Murray. You've got Russell Wilson throwing for 370 yards per game. you got Kyler passing for 230 and rushing for 50 or 60. It's just a dynamic duel at the quarterback position and I can't wait. You look at these teams at the skill positions, there may not be a more high-powered matchup in all of football than these two teams. You look at Wilson versus Murray at quarterback. You got Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds versus Chris Carson at running back. You've got Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf versus Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald, and of course, DeAndre Hopkins, a wide receiver for the for the Cardinals. I mean, it is just a power-packed skill position matchup between these two teams. Now, defensively is where I think the difference lies in this matchup. Seattle's defense is putrid. They're, they're really, really struggling. I'm surprised they haven't tried to make a move to try to bolster that unit at some point. Maybe they still will. But right now, I think there's got to be a move made to try to shore up that defense. Arizona, they looked really, really good defensively against Dallas. Now, again, Dallas without Dak. But still, the defense made plays. Even without Chandler Jones, they made plays. And that bodes well coming into this matchup. Uh, Look for the defense to make just enough plays. I think Kyler Murray is going to, on a national stage, really have his coming out party in this one. I think it's going to be a big upset for Arizona. They're going to pull out a 31-30 victory. And they're going to have themselves in the conversation for one of the best teams in the NFC. And I I, I think they're a playoff team. And I think they're going to show it in this national contest. Now, I don't know if anybody missed my recap or preview, excuse me, of the NASCAR round three last week. We're going to move on to race number two of round three this week with our NASCAR round three preview. They are heading to the Lone Star State, to Texas. And with Joey Logano, he's locked himself in with an impressive blocking display on Kevin Harvick. And this week, after dominating most of the race last week, Harvick will start from the pole. Now, all of the big boys showed great speed last week. Penske was fast, Stuart Haas was fast, Hendrick was fast. They were all fast. Even Ganassi, Kurt Busch was fast last week. You know, he had an engine trouble, but he was fast. All the big boys were there. The one team kind of missing was Gibbs. Hamlin got into the wall. Truex was really never a factor. So that's the team I'd be a little concerned about. Where's their speed? You know, if if, if Hendrick, Stuart Haas, and Penske are going to run that well again this week, where does Gibbs fit in? You know, that that's, that's a concern if you're a Truex Jr. fan. Hamlin, he'll probably be okay, but I would be worried if you're a um, I think fan. I think it'll be more of the same this week. And I think Kevin Harvick is going to shake off what happened last week, and he will get his 10th victory of the season and lock himself into the championship round. And that will leave only two slots available. That being said, Hamlin, point-wise, should be good to go for one of those two spots. Then you have everybody else battling. It's going to be a heck of a battle. i I think you know, Truex has been good at, at Martinsville. Keselowski's good at Martinsville. Elliott's good at Martinsville. It's, good to, it's shaping up for, for a fantastic race three. But we're going to get to race two at Texas. Not always one of my favorite races. I think it can get a little bit boring in the middle in, the, in these races there. But I think Karvick is going to get the job done and he'll lock himself into the championship round. Now, I'm going to be honest. This, this podcast here... I was really interested in it for one reason only this week. or For this, this, this part of the week. And that is for my parting daily cheap shot for the day. And it is targeted at one guy, Skip Bayless. What I heard yesterday was the epitome of what I see wrong in sports media and sports journalism today. You know, I always look for examples of what this this website and this podcast means to me. I want to talk about sports, what people think about sports. And I don't mean people that are in the know. You don't have to be an athlete to say what you feel about a sports event. I don't work on race cars. But I'll tell you who I think is going to win by past performance, about possible future performance. I can give that opinion. I, don't, I didn't play college football or pro football. I can give an opinion on what I see and what I like. On what I think is going to occur in the future, that's the sports that I love. Your opinion, your your, it's just it's yours. It's yours. You get to own it. But what I don't like is this. I do not like the blatant disrespect that someone can have for someone that does have the knowledge from being a professional athlete. I was watching Skip and Shannon on Fox. And there was a discussion regarding the Cardinals and Cowboys game. Now, everybody knows Skip Bayless loves the Dallas Cowboys. He's reported on them, he wrote a book with Jerry Jones before. And so he's just very in there, in the know with the Dallas Cowboys. He thinks he knows everything regarding that team and that roster. Well, Shannon was giving, um, they showed an example of where DeMarcus Lawrence should have had contain on the outside. And that that's what it was called on defense. And when he said that, he said that he that basically that Demarcus Lawrence was not following what the coach had advised for that play. Skip's response was How do you know that? You weren't in the huddle. If you're not in the huddle, you couldn't have known that. Shannon Sharp is a Hall of Famer. He played 14 years. One of the greatest tight ends in, in the history of the NFL. If he says by the formation and the and the way the play is flowing that the defensive end should have had contained on the outside, then that's what should have happened. Skip can disagree, but you're not going to sit there and be disrespectful on national television to a guy that has literally split, shed his blood, sweat, and tears for the game of football. And you're gonna sit there and disrespect him on national television. That's inappropriate and it's unacceptable. Now, Skip can have his opinion. He can say, I don't know if he was supposed to or not. But do not interrupt a guy that literally has done it. He's been on the he's he's been on the field, he's been in the huddles, he knows what the play is. For Skip to do that, it's a complete disrespect. To everybody that's played the game and that actually comment commentates on the game and what they watch on film if you're if your bias is so strong because you love a team so much you shouldn't even speak about them on a national show Shannon Sharp played to won championships with the Ravens and with the Broncos but when he talks about those teams he's he's not biased He says what he thinks. If if it hurts their feelings, it's okay. But for Skip to be unwilling, to be unbiased regarding the Dallas Cowboys and anything that's going to bring them down, all he wanted to do in the whole situation is just to put pressure on the coach to fire the coach. He wanted to say it wasn't the player's fault. The coach just just called a crappy play. No, 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 no. You get your bias out of there. When I was growing up, I was taught that sports journalists and sports media weren't supposed to have a bias. They were supposed to be objective to what they're seeing on the screen. Somewhere along the line, we've lost that completely. And it's not just Skip. It's Stephen A. Smith throwing a flipping party on ESPN because the Cowboys lose. Come on. Be a if, if, when is why is being a sports media celebrity more important than just call it the sports? Do your job. I don't need to see you laughing and, and throwing a party because a team loses. No. And they're not alone. Nick Wright's part of this problem. It's unacceptable. That's what we here at Daily Cheap Shot want to change. We're here to get back to talking about sports. If my team plays, it plays bad, you know what? It's my time to call them out. If you want to be involved with us, let us know. If you feel like what I feel, let us know. For me, Skip Bayless is overstated as well. I only have really one sentence. And that's goodbye, Skip. I heard your first take. And Lord willing, this will be your last one. Thank you, everybody, for joining us at the Daily Cheap Shop Podcast. We have more and great content coming. If you'd like to be involved, You can join us over at dailycheapshot.com. You can join us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you would like to contribute and, and do some writing for us, we are not a group of journalists. We're a community of people. If you want to join us and you want to write about what you see going on in the sports world today, politics free, all sports all the time, let me know. Like I said, my name is Josh Caldwell with DailyCheapShot.com. Join us. Let's have a great week. Enjoy your weekend of sports. It's going to be a great college football and NFL weekend. Don't forget about the NASCAR race. If you didn't get a chance to watch Kansas, make sure to check out Texas this week. I think you'll love it. And with that, we are out.